Welcome on in, Bears fans, to another edition of our We Are Regal Radio's fourth and goal series, where we give you four keys or goals for the Bears to get a victory against any given opponent. And with the uh, playoffs still a possibility for the Bears in a 6-7 and seven matchup against the 6-7 and seven Minnesota Vikings, both of these teams really need this game to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. And after the Bears last week's domination over the Houston Texans and stopping their losing streak, uh, this game feels a little bit different. So we'll see if the Bears are able to find a way to get another victory and get themselves back to 500. So with that, let's go ahead and get started with our first uh, goal in this matchup. And we're going to focus in on none other than Mitch Trubisky because Mitch Trubisky, believe it or not, has been playing pretty well of late. He has been doing a lot more of the things that he is uh, better equipped to do, like rollouts, moving around, uh, not really just sitting in the pocket, throwing and dissecting defenses, easier reads for him, uh, get him on the move where his accuracy is better. All that good stuff and then of course that kind of has helped out the offensive line they don't have to sit there and just block 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 like they had to for Nick Foles and then on top of it too the running game has improved even if the Bears aren't exactly calling a lot of running plays but the yards per carry and things like that are going up for David Montgomery because teams have to be aware of Mitch's legs and what he can do so it is opening up some running lanes for David Montgomery Kudos to the Bears coaches for finally figuring out how to use Mitch kind of properly. And now it's up to Mitch, especially these last few games of the season, to, to show that he can do this consistently week in and week out and play well. I mean, he played great against the Texans. There's no, no arguing, but you do have to keep in mind the Texans have no pass rush whatsoever. The Texans have no secondary to speak of whatsoever, especially they had so many injuries that they were on their backups of backups. So, I mean, all that stuff definitely plays a factor when you talk about um, Mitch's play and how he's been playing of late. Can he continue to do it? And again, this defense of the Minnesota Vikings is very similar to the Texans. They don't have much of a pass rush and they've got a very young squad. They're giving up a lot of points. They're giving up a lot of yards on the ground. They're giving up a lot of yards through the air as well. Uh, they are not that traditional Minnesota Vikings defense that we've been accustomed to under Mike Zimmer and if you're Mitch Trubisky I, I don't know if he's become uh, maybe a, a decent quarterback or if he has elevated his potential to being a starting quarterback in this league but if he's going to continue that trend and maybe get in this argument of whether the Bears should sign him to a long-term deal he's got a whoop on these defenses that are very ripe for the picking if you will and this defense of Minnesota is just like Houston last week so you've got to put up similar type numbers or at least have the similar type of offensive day offensive output where you're putting up around 30 points and that is going to give this defense a great chance uh, the Bears defense that is a great chance to shut down Minnesota and you know you get yourself a victory go to seven and seven the playoffs are still alive and you've been playing better over the last three weeks with Mitch as the starter and really been better since the bye week even though that loss to Green Bay wasn't a pretty one but they did have some positives in that game versus other weeks the defense you know was slacking but maybe after this past game against Houston where they really elevated their play and they've been noticing how the offense has been putting up points and you got Matt Nagy in everyone's ear. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. So 
Definitely the first key goal has got to be Mitch Trubisky has to play well and play like he's been playing of late. And if he can do that, the Bears are going to have, I think, a great chance of putting up around 30 points or at around 25. And if you can get to that level, 25-30, you're going to have a really, really good chance of winning this football game. Our second goal is going to focus in on the Bears and what they need to do defensively to give themselves a really good chance to win this football game. And right at the top is Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And like we talked about in the last goal, under Mike Zimmer, the Vikings have been a defensive team that likes to run the football, control the clock, control field position, and really just wear you and grind you down with their defense and that running game. Dalvin Cook is still as important as ever to the Minnesota Vikings, and even though their defense hasn't been the traditional Mike Zimmer defense, they have been the traditional running the football Mike Zimmer style because they really, that's their best chance to win. When Kirk Cousins has too much on his plate to do, he tends to struggle. When he has that running game to kind of kind of lean on and and be able to do his thing as a quarterback, but it's not all on him because that running game is being uh, effective and is doing enough where defenses are off-balanced. So stopping Dalvin Cook is always a huge key in general, but definitely if you're the Bears in this matchup, you know, the way your offense is playing, they're putting up points and they're moving the football, and there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do that against Minnesota. This Vikings defense is just not there yet. They had to replace a lot of bodies, a lot of veteran bodies, with a lot of young rookie players in a very short season, uh, short, I, I should say, short in training camp, off season. So it's going to be tough, I think, for the Vikings to to win this game if Dalvin Cook isn't going off or at least being very effective. And he can do it one of two ways. It's not just on the ground. you got to remember the screen games, just those little flat passes. Uh, he is a dangerous runner in the open field, and he's done it a lot this year where he's been able to just break away, and that home run speed gets him into the end zone. You know, the Vikings get a couple plays like that and one ends in a touchdown. That can be potentially the difference because we just don't know what to expect out of this Bears offense consistently. We know over the last three weeks they've been much improved, but that doesn't mean it's just going to always carry and it's just going to be there. And especially, too, if they have been doing some things differently, it's around four weeks that defenses start getting a good read of what you're doing and try to take it away. And like we kind of talked about with Mitch, how he's doing better with the rollouts and getting mobile. You know, if Mike Zimmer and his defense come up with a really good game plan where you're keeping Mitch in the pocket and he really has to dissect defenses, you know, the Bears offense could just be right back to sputtering like it's stuck in the mud. This defense of the Bears finding a way to shut down Dalvin Cook is going to be one of the most important aspects of this game because... Remember, these are both two 6-7 and seven teams. There's not going to be a lot that really separates these two. You've got some okay to great coaching on both sides. you got some really solid players. you got some really young players that are still developing, still learning. And both teams have plenty of weaknesses. That's why they've lost seven games so far this year. When you got that much of a, a close matchup, Shutting down as much of the superstar players on the opponent's side is as big as anything. And really, with the Vikings, 
it's not so much stopping Kirk Cousins, even though he can have a great game and go out there and dominate. So they have to definitely be prepared to go up against him. And there needs to be that pass rush to kind of get him uh, a little bit shaken or just not seeing the field as, as easily as he would normally. But the biggest thing beyond Kirk Cousins or anybody on the defense or any of that is the Bears shutting down Dalvin Cook. And they need to do so if they're going to win this football game. Our third goal is uh, kind of combined with our fourth, but we're going to focus in on a specific element in this third goal, and that is the takeaway differential. Both of these teams sit 23rd and 24th. Uh, the Bears are minus four in the takeaway differential, so they've given up four more turnovers than they've taken it away. The Vikings are at minus five. Both of these teams, not particularly great at taking away the football. But... Both of these teams have quarterbacks that maybe aren't necessarily prone to turning the football over, whether it's interception or fumble, but if you don't say prone, you can't say the opposite either, where they're very good at ball security. Both of these guys, depending on the game, depending on situations, they can leave you flabbergasted with, oh my gosh, you, you didn't hold the ball there? Oh my gosh, you threw the ball in that situation? So... Takeaways are going to be a huge part of this football game because it doesn't matter how well either quarterback plays or how poorly the Vikings defense is, whatever. If either team is giving up extra possessions to the other side, those are so, so important as we know in regular football. But again, I come back to the six and seven nature. Both of these teams need this game badly. Uh, the Vikings are confident going up against the Bears. They beat them already. I'm sure the Bears feel very confident against their chances against the Vikings because of how they've been playing of late. And they know from that Monday night football game where they lost that they were very close to winning that football game. These are so evenly matched teams that takeaways, turnovers, those are the difference. And the Bears are going to definitely have some opportunities at taking the football away defensively if they bring that pass rush and how well their secondary played from a week ago in Houston, against Houston in this matchup with the Vikings. But you could say the same thing with the Vikings on the other side with their defense. If Zimmer can find a way to get some uh, pressure on Mitch Trubisky and get him throwing the ball and having that happy feet or just as we know with Mitch sometimes he's just not very good at ball security and putting two hands on the football and not letting it get knocked away in the pocket a couple of those I mean that could be the difference and especially when you look at last week for the Vikings when they played the Buccaneers four missed field goals you know those are essentially turnovers in a in a way and it's hard to win games when you're giving away possessions or you're coming up empty on possessions when you had opportunities to score. And if the Vikings, we know, are having issues with their kicker, the Bears right now aren't having issues, but it's been, you know, under Matt Nagy, back and forth a lot with the kicking. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, so hopefully Cairo Santos keeps going with his, his play, but it, the takeaways and the turnovers so important for this game whoever does a better job in that differential and if you're the Bears if it's just tied I think you feel good if both teams you know no turnovers or one turnover each you feel good I think if you're the Bears it's really when you go into that negative where you're going to start worrying and especially if Dalvin Cook goes out there and hits a couple big plays in the running game or in the passing game and gets them maybe a touchdown on a long run 
uh, that could be just the smallest of difference two plays when you talk about this matchup between these two teams. Our final goal is going to focus in on how the teams just play. I, I think this is a game where I'm sure you've picked up from the previous goals. I think this is a game that comes down to mistakes more than plays being made and execution. Uh, I don't expect a lot of fireworks where you're going to see a, a lot of big plays downfield or a lot of broken runs or a lot of takeaways, a lot of sacks. You know, the sacks, if anything, I feel a little bit better about because both of these offensive lines can really struggle at times, but the Bears offensive line has been playing better as of late. And the Vikings, you know, they have a solid enough offensive line that they've been able to run their type of offense that they've wanted to. And it, really their offense has been the strength of their football team this year, not their defense, which is very weird for a Mike Zimmer team. But as I explained earlier with the, the turnover on defense, you need to rely on that offense with Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, and Adam Thielen. But even with some of their star power, I just don't see a lot of big plays being made by either side. I think it's going to come down to the old-fashioned type football execution, you know, staying ahead of the chains, field position when it comes to punting, special teams, kicking, all that stuff, getting off the field on third down being able to get pressure on the quarterback, being able to run the football so that you can hold on to the ball in time of possession, not making the penalties and the dumb mistakes or the self-inflicted mistakes. Uh, penalties are going to be huge in this game. Field position, like all the little things that we talk about for football, they're going to play a factor in this game because there's just, I don't think, enough star power where you feel like you know Minnesota could really put up a lot of points. They could, they could, potentially, but they're probably going to be around 20 to 30, somewhere in there. The Bears, I would think, no matter if they have a good day or bad day, are going to be around 20 points and maybe could get up to 30 if they have a good day. So when you kind of look at the projections for these two teams and how they might play, I think it's really difficult to say one side has a huge advantage over the other. And when it, you don't have a huge advantage, whether it's offense versus an opposing defense or your defense versus an opposing offense, if there's not a huge, huge advantage in either of those uh, matchups, it comes down to the little things, the personal fouls, the coaching decisions, coaching adjustments. The Bears have still not been a great third quarter team, definitely showed life that last week, but wasn't it wasn't as crisp and clean as that first half. The third quarter woes still kind of continue for the Bears. You know, if Mike Zimmer comes out at halftime, makes a bunch of great adjustments, and the Bears aren't able to do so, that could be the difference in this game. I mean, this is this is going to be a highly competitive game. It should go back and forth. I would expect a bunch of lead changes, or if a team gets out in front, to kind of stall and expect a comeback from the other side. I, I would be surprised that this game is not... A close one when we get to around the four or five minute mark um, maybe not necessarily the two minute mark but I would say late in that first qu fourth quarter it's gonna be a tight one and then it comes down to execution and finishing it up and we don't know exactly how the Bears are gonna fare in that department given the fact that they've been very up and down with their execution all season long but they are as of late can they keep the momentum rolling and Again, if these players, both sides, they should be extremely motivated at the idea that they can still make the playoffs 
and I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine why either side would be ready to quit and not try to make a playoff push when both sides are probably feeling pretty good. Maybe not necessarily the Vikings because of their loss to the Buccaneers, but especially if you're the Bears, you've been able to play three quality games in a row, even though you lost to the Detroit Lions, and that was mainly on your defense. But if the defense plays well and the offense is scoring around 30 points, I mean, the Bears are dangerous, no doubt about it, even though we know as Bears fans that there's problems with coaching, there's problems with play calling, there's problems with running the football, there's problems with this and that all across the roster. But none of that matters if you're able to execute when it counts on Sundays, and they have been as of late. So can they go out there, execute, take care of the small things, not turn the football over, keep accentuating Mitch, and keep Dalvin Cook down? That's going to be the recipe for the Bears getting a victory this Sunday.